0: Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore entrepreneurs Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. We love to help you, our content creator friends, with actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads and gain trust as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelley and Toby live every Thursday on YouTube or Facebook. Hello and welcome to Messages and Methods. I'm Shelly Carney.
1: And I'm Toby Eunice. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Today we're going to be talking about what it's like to celebrate Christmas as a retiree. What are some differences between what it was like when we were young and now that we are in our second half of life. So anyway, moving on to t- go ahead with your I was trying to think spiel. of it like a, like a Yeah. All
1: right. Uh we would appreciate it if before you leave today you like our video. YouTube likes it and gives us extra brownie points if you like our video. Share with your family, your friends, your neighbors, your business associates, the entirety of your social media networks so that we can grow the channel. Finally, if you're not already a subscriber, this would be the ideal time to subscribe. When you see that notifications bell, click on the notifications bell. And that way, every time we start a live stream, you'll be uh, immediately informed and as a result, in the know also on this channel super chat light is lit if you'd like to make a contribution to our little project here go down to the bottom of the chat window click on the dollar sign and the good folks at youtube will walk you through the process if you're watching this past the time it's live and now it's a video look at the bottom of the video screen and you'll see a heart the dollar sign in it click on that and again youtube the good folks at youtube will walk you through the process
0: if you're listening on the podcast please make sure that you follow our podcast and leave us a review. Let us know what kind of content is right for you as a content creator listener and we would love to you know make new content just for you. So let us know.
1: Yes, we are moving. I'm zooming the camera out so that we had uh, we I felt like we were kind of tight here. So All right. Just zoomed it out a little bit
0: so let's get started with our slides and stuff christmas with retirees what makes a holiday happy shelly carney and toby unis christmas for retirees christmas with retirees often and most often includes time spent with family time spent with friends more time for your hobbies and time to relax
1: i like the relaxing part of course uh retirees Uh, sometimes look for ways to substitute the fact that they're not waking up every morning, uh, Christmas morning with families, Mm -hmm. right? You're waking up in a completely different situation. It could be just your spouse uh, or your significant other. It could be in a retirement home, um, uh, something like that. Or it could be just a neighborhood thing where they get together and, you know, Uh, but it makes it a lot easier when you just have the family, like you're in the house with a family and you go like, Oh, okay. So that's what Christmas is all about. That's what it works out very nice.
0: Mm-hmm. And things <clears throat> do change as we get into the second half of life.
1: And, and I think that the concept of change is important because as long as things are changing, it's an opportunity to kind of grow with it, you know, not let commonality overwhelm you and go like, okay, I'll just, I'll take that, you know. Right. So
0: not to focus on the negative either. like if you experienced a uh, death around Christmas maybe uh, instead of f- focusing on that every year, see what else you can come up with. you know maybe it requires coming up with new traditions but um, you know don't let don't let those one-time events uh, you know ruin every Christmas for you, <laughs> I should say. Let's share our Christmas memories with you. This is my picture on the right uh, 2014. My husband, my son, and my daughter, and myself in front of our Christmas tree. And uh, it says, Happy Holidays from Kevin, Shelley, Alicia, and Jared. I think teenagers was probably the hardest part of Christmas because our children were so very different. My son was very concerned about spending money on anything. So he was never happy with his gifts because he felt guilty about asking for anything and guilty about receiving anything. So it was difficult for that. And then my daughter wanted everything. And he also felt like, you know, she asked for too much. And so it caused some uh, difficult feelings. In the family, we did have a really fun Christmas when they were very young. We had very fun Christmases. Uh, the children before my son realized what money was and that we were spending money to get him gifts, and he didn't feel guilty about that, uh, which we never <laughs> encouraged him to feel guilty about gifts. You know, you should have Christmas. You should have fun. You should get what you want on Christmas. And but when he was two years old, we got him a uh, Woody from Toy Story, uh, the cowboy, he was, it was a doll and, and he had a guitar in his arms. And when you push the button on the back of the plastic guitar, uh, it would talk, you know, was Woody's voice saying things, you know, you're my favorite deputy or something like that. And when Jared opened that gift and he was, um, two and a half, um, getting close to three and he saw that and he was so excited and we took at least one picture uh, of him playing with that toy because we were just so excited that he was so happy to get this toy. He was such a, uh, kind of a negative kid, you know, from day one, he was always un- seemed to be an unhappy child, you know, uh, Focused on the negative quite a lot. So this day, when he was happy and focusing on the positive, and enjoying Christmas so much, is is a memory that we you know held close to us throughout the rest of their Christmases with us. You know, we would get the picture out. Remember when you were happy? <laughs> Remember when you had fun getting Christmas presents, and uh, there wasn't all this angst about it. Um, so. And every year we would give them an ornament and new pajamas. And uh, when they were young, we would also give them a new outfit that Mm. they could wear to church, a church outfit. So there were certain gifts that they got every year that was sort of a tradition. um, And the ornament is one of them. And we still get them an ornament every year. My husband ordered them ornaments this year uh, and sent them off. Um, So, When they were ready to move, they got their ornaments that they, you know, had gathered throughout the years that were, had their names on them or were special to them. And it was usually something that had happened that year. For instance, when they got braces, you know, they got a little ornament that showed them with braces Uh or when they got their driver's license and the ornament was about that. So it helped them to remember something, you know some accomplishment or something that they went through that year um, with all of those different ornaments. So tell me about your Christmases and traditions. So, uh,
1: so growing up, there's really kind of a um, demarcation point between, um, you know, the Christmases that I had as a child versus the ones that I had as an adult, the Christmases that I had as a child. Well, Christmas morning was important with presents and things. And we had, you know, your standard, Christmas, there was four of us, as you can see in this picture. I was the oldest followed by my sister, my brother, and then the baby, uh, Paul. Uh, so I remember a moderately sized uh, a Christmas tree that was about the same size every year with the same lights and presents around it. But it wasn't the, it wasn't like filling the room presents. Uh, my memories revolve around, and, and this picture was taken at the fireplace at my grandmother's house. That was, those were the Christmas memories going all based on going to my grandmother's house and having a big meal that was a combination of, you know, traditional turkey or ham, plus all the New Mexican dishes, because we had a bunch of cooks in the family. And uh, so what would happen is we would go to midnight mass, we would come home, go to bed, uh, wake up in the morning, get dressed uh, before we went to the Christmas tree. And then, as soon as the Christmas tree part was over, we're off to Grandma's, and so those that was kind of the the flow of the memories that came as a child. As I got older, I was very fortunate to have married a woman who uh, who had apparently big Christmases, because that was what it was all about. Um, the house was completely decorated; it, it wasn't just a tree in the living room. In the living room, the entire house was decorated for Christmas and that whole process started directly after Thanksgiving. Um, and then, uh, I just had to give her a budget. Here's your budget buy presents. And she would, and, uh, the children got pretty much whatever they wanted, no matter how radical it was and no matter how long they would use it because it was like, Oh, this is interesting for about a week, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but then there was, uh, the, um, uh, going to bed in matching pajamas that she had hand that she had made herself Mm. for them waking up the next morning. And I I have, I don't know, probably 20 pictures of them sitting on the stairs waiting to say that it was okay to come down and see the presents and things (laughs) like that. And so they could open the whole thing was one present at a time. So you'd, you'd mm-hmm. uh, you'd let them pick the present that they wanted. They'd open that, we'd just go around in a big circle. Mm-hmm. And then I just remembered the living room being, um, the floor of the living room being covered with paper. And, and um, that wasn't because we, we didn't live near our families. They were in New Mexico, we were on the East Coast. Uh, we would usually have friends over or we would go over to friends for, it wasn't a dinner necessarily as much as it was just a Christmas get together. But the memories that I have were kind of divided, like I said, between my childhood memories, which were very much like, you know, that picture there, that was probably 1957 or 58. And, uh, and it wasn't as commercial. Yeah. I don't remember. We, we didn't have TV commercials and radio commercials and Sirius XMs all promoting some, or YouTube or whatever, promoting fact, it. If you
0: did, you weren't watching TV anyway. You were out playing outdoors. E-
1: exactly. And so uh, so you'd ask for something and hopefully you'd get it, you you know. And if you didn't get it, well, you'd wait till next year. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a sitting by the the. I don't even, I don't remember anybody crying that they didn't get anything. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much true. Well, it was different with my children because they got everything that they were hoping for Mm -hmm. to the extent that one year I realized they don't even know what to ask for this year. You know, there's so much because they were children of advertising and marketing and Christmas things like that. Mm -hmm. And they had a mother, uh, bless her heart, who was just, as enthused about christmas as anything else you know uh to her and so she made it she made it a big thing i was responsible if we did have a christmas dinner i was responsible for the dinner and um and then afterwards general we'd have the dinner and actually it was at afternoon you know late brunch we there was always a there was always a um uh what do you call it um quiche so I'd make a quiche for the morning that all I had to do was put in the oven. By the time they were finished opening presents, mm-hmm. the quiche was ready. Quiche, orange juice, biscuits, you know, just that you just have these memories because it happened so many times. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then we'd start prepping for lunch and the TV by that time, the TV would be on. The kids would be playing with toys and um, and friends would drop. I remember a lot of cookie passing around uh, in our neighborhood and. Um, and i and i remember uh, regardless of the weather not driving around the neighborhood but walking around the neighborhood and dropping off bags of cookies for everybody <laughs> um, so those were i i think i enjoyed my oh, i don't want to say that i, I don't want to say that. i had more interesting uh, it was f- the the christmases with my children to me were always more Christmassy than the Christmassies of my brothers and my, chil- my childhood. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that they were bad. It was just that it, Laura made it, made it certain that it Christmas was a big day of the year.
0: Yeah. So. You want to share that comment?
1: I do. Happy Hackney Holidays.
0: Traders says, Happy Holidays, Toby and Shelly. FYI, I am the oldest son of four, then a sister and two younger brothers. Oh. Just like you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine are. I've outlived mine, unfortunately. Uh, I'm the one remaining sibling. So uh, I hope your uh, fortune is better than mine when it comes to brothers and sisters.
0: Uh, My mom, when we would do Christmas, she would wrap everything. Mm. Like it could be a pair of socks, right? Uh It could be a a winter hat that you needed, it could be a new outfit, but you needed clothes anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, she would wrap everything. So that the, there was a room full of gifts to open uh, for me and my brother. Uh, and part of the reason that that happened was because when she was a child, you know, she would get one gift. Uh-huh. And she told me one year she got paper dolls. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, just very little. They didn't have much. She she grew up poor. Uh-huh. So she wanted our Christmases to be you know, very expansive, okay. yeah. just to make up for her own childhood. So, did you see any of that going on with Laura? Maybe because she was adopted. No,
1: she, well, she was adopted, but her family. You know, her father was a, a park policeman in Washington D.C., and eventually, he ran the uh, 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 horse unit. I mean, they. They and then he uh, he retired, and they hired him. The U.S. Park Service hired him and uh, he was their head of uh, head of the southwestern region park service police force you know that that thing so no they had i mean the house that uh, i first went to when i went to visit them for the first time was a very nice house they had and i think ours was not uh, my there was some memory of the depression but they the uh, delgados especially i don't know as much about the uh, Eunice's background but the delgados uh uh, you know, they were upper middle class and they had things. It wasn't the, the they, I hardly ever remembering the depression. I, they talked more about world war II and what they did during world war II than they did about the depression. So, um, but uh, some of the traditions, if you look at how Laura uh, put together Christmases for uh, the children, my three daughters, my, I call them my East coast daughters. They're just, their Christmases are huge. Now Toby Renee of course goes to Spain every year with her family to that's where their family meets up Francis's family meets up at their at their place in Spain but the other two girls all you have to do is look at the pictures and you go like jesus
0: yeah. <laughs> happy families yeah lots of stuff going on what else do we have here Acme Trader says, bless you, Toby. We're all still here, but we're half a, half generation, a generation younger. younger. That's
1: uh, that's uh, that's kind of it. That's probably it.
0: Common themes are playing outdoors and restricted to one hour of TV mm-hmm. per day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just, there wasn't, uh, the only thing I remember uh, committing to watching on TV was the um, K-Circle B.
0: Yeah, there just wasn't as much yeah. programming for children back K- then.
1: K-Circle K- B was in the afternoon. It was Dick Bill's. Um he had a band. They played country, but that's where uh what's his name? Um god, I, his name just went through my head. Like a drugstore cowboy. What's his name? <laughs> Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. That's where he got his start. Rhinestone and, cowboy. Rhinestone He's cowboy, like drug a drugstore
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I want to be your cowboy. XL Ranger. Yeah.
1: He uh he was the the singer and guitarist in the K-Circle B. Mm. And it had a a Western theme. Of course, it was out of Albuquerque because that's what we got there. We didn't have, you know, 460 channels. We had three, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and their affiliates here in Albuquerque. And of course, it was all black and white. The TV Mm -hmm. screen was round and about that big. Mm -hmm. And it was not consistent you know yeah. quality you had an everybody had an antenna sticking up over their roof so there just wasn't a lot of tv it was more interesting to be outside playing with your friends yeah regardless of what it was or building a uh you know wooden race car or a scooter or whatever it was to you know and yeah. any, any invention that would end up in some kind of injury eventually <laughs> so
0: so yeah well, let's move into Christmas of today. So this is Christmas this year. Toby and I went to the Jingle Mingle. You see us there in our uh, more dressy clothes. And then uh, Monday we went on the turquoise, turquoise Trail, and we stopped at the Mineshaft Tavern and took a selfie. So uh, that kind of is a synopsis of what Christmas is like for us nowadays. We go to, you know, an occasional get-together, um, or we just go on a on a day trip. Uh, we are going to get together Sunday uh-huh. with my husband and <clears throat> have a dinner. Uh, we're not going all out, you know. Um, we don't really do gifts and all of that, uh, although Kevin and I are doing gifts, but I didn't buy anything for him because I, I asked him, I said, do you want, what do you want for Christmas? And he said, well, I've been buying myself gifts on Amazon as, as I see them. So, okay.
1: That's kind of where I am with my kids. Yeah. They, they don't even ask anymore, what do you want for Christmas? Because the answer has always been whatever I want, they just get, you yeah. know, and I'm kind of hard to figure out in because it's all dependent and anyway, because it's all dependent.
0: <laughs> what phase whatever you're in? phase I'm in. So you know, check out your uh, Facebook. Yeah. So see what I'm doing on Instagram. Doing, huh?
1: Yeah, and uh, see what I'm doing. So, uh, and I've gotten to the point where, in terms of gifts, I just send them little Amazon family, I say little fam- family packages. Uh, you know, packet the box of fruit or a box of sweets or a box of pretzels, whatever. It's just uh, different for each one of them. And it's easy on Amazon. I, I decided not to hit Christmas this year. I decided to do it between the week between Christmas and New Year's uh-huh. because they're so busy and it's so planned out at Christmas, it kind of loses its you yeah, know, specialness. Yeah. yeah. So it'll hit it all. It They're all going to show up Wednesday and Thursday of next week. So that was that was my plan for this year. I thought I'm going to do that. Yeah, but yeah, I always have fun at the events because it gives me a chance to. I like dressing up. I like I like getting in my fancy duds and and going someplace uh, because I have them and because I don't get to use them much.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> uh, and I wanna I don't want to be in a situation where one year I try things on and they just don't fit anymore. You know, yeah, I couldn't it, like my army uniform. If somebody said show up in uniform. I go like mm, I can't do that anymore. Just,
0: <laughs> you still have in a uniform?
1: Uh, uh, no, I don't. I wouldn't I mean, yeah.
0: think you would. No, no. I'd be like somebody saying to me, "Well, wear your wedding gown. Why don't I, I have I it, don't it anymore?" It anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hold on to gave
1: that. Gave it, gave it up. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I thought that's fair for the, for the plans we have. So, in terms of planning, we we had our the events that we went to that we were invited to by friends, and we did our own Monday thing. Uh, we're getting together on Christmas Day, and I'm getting together with my uh, uh, local kids, the New Mexico kids, on uh, Christmas. New I'm year's sorry, Eve. New Year's Eve. So that's enough events for me, you know. Uh, and and there's not going to be a lot of like uh, when I was having a conversation with Sean, she said you're going to get the kids Christmas presents, and I said I stopped doing that several years ago, the grandkids, because a, I don't know, it's hard to figure out, you know, what age wants what's at this this age. Uh, and secondly, their parents are all doing well enough that if they want to buy presents, they can get them themselves. So mm-hmm. that's why I send them the family gift. You yeah. Know, the, the group gift, this is to the, the Eunice family or the McGarry family or the English family, whatever. Consumables too. Yeah.
0: So that they're not stuck with something that. Exactly. That's the, that they didn't want, want anyone. Anyway. Don't want to do. So with, yeah.
1: I've gotten kind of more refined in that. And, uh, and I'm also past the, do I have to, I keep. I keep getting these emails from our homeowners association Mm. and it's not targeted. It's not, Hey, you haven't decorated your house. Mm -hmm. It's a reminder that the house decoration competition is going to be judged on Christmas Eve. So make sure your lights are up by then. And the only light they're going to see is the security light. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, we didn't even, we did not put up a tree this year. It's our first year without any kids at home. Yeah. So I've, of you know I'm just like it's a lot of work yeah and then it's so sad to take it all down and put it away again i so i'm not a f- particularly a fan of putting up the tree mm-hmm. uh anymore because there's nobody there but me and my husband to to look at it and then to me it's just extra work i uh, know you don't put up a tree um,
1: i don't decorate it I don't put up a tree no just, i think
0: it's kind of a personal thing if you really enjoy having one put one up if it's just extra work and has no you know joy for you and mm. you know that it's going to be sad to put it away um, don't do it don't do that to yourself
1: well, well the other thing i think you have to take into consideration is they are not jo- joyless holidays You're falling off this oh, off the screen, screen there
0: or you can close our pictures and just be full screen yeah, up here no the other here.
1: The the one there you go. Uh, so the other thing, too, is although not putting up trees, not decorating your house, not saying that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a joyless period. Right. There is the joy of me uh, uh, waking up every morning. Kind of. It's not the first thing that I do, but I, I pour myself a cup of coffee, make myself my coffee. I sit down, kind of look at my emails, my text messages and then what I do is I go to Instagram and I see what what all the children are posting. And that little thing about what they're doing for Christmas or whatever holiday it is or how Ryan's dressing them or what she made up literally a dinner table long charcuterie board. Oof. like and it was per it was like perfect, you know. And uh, I get more pleasure out of watching what they're doing. And and no, that's not a good comparison. I get pleasure out of watching what they're doing, living vicariously through their holiday exploits. Uh, And at the same time, there is no depression associated with, oh, I remember those good old days and I wish I could do that. I don't do that.
0: Because you could if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, you, it would you be. could easy go out to there if you wanted. To. That's right. It's just it a be, lot of effort to get on a plane this time well, of year. the weather is always iffy. iffy. Flights are always late, delayed, canceled. It's yeah. it's a problem. So you go different times of the year.
1: Oh, I go at summertime uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I don't have to worry about the flights because there were two times where I went over the holidays. The the uh, like. 2016 and 17 I went during the holidays and I ended up spending three days longer in each case, just because of the weather. Right. Uh, in one case it was Florida and one case in, um, uh, in, uh, Washington. But with this one, I know what will happen is they will celebrate. They may or may not get a chance to call me on that day. And I don't expect to hear from them. Uh, and that's why I'm okay being busy with us. You know, I'm, uh, I'm fine with that, but sometime, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, I'll hear I'll get FaceTime from each one of them and I'll get to, you know, see, see the what kids. is
0: fun after Christmas. because yeah. then they can show you what they got. Yeah, and get some comments to share.
1: OK. Let's see. Jody says, hey, Toby and Shelley, Merry Christmas, friends. Thank you, Jody. Same to you. Acme Trader says, I put my Christmas cards on the tree. By the way, you both look at least 10 years younger than actual age. <laughs> That's the secret. The secret is to be hanging around with somebody younger than you. And Don't stress sure. yourself out. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. That's the
0: secret right there.
1: <laughs> Jody says, no tree for me this year. Ten mm. years I worked for a garden center and installed decorated Christmas tree for Aspen Snow Snowmass families. It was such a beautiful time. Mm. And I, I think there's a point at which you get tired of, like I've had to decorate twenty seven stock- trees
0: greeting cards. And now I want nothing to do with greeting cards anymore. Yeah. So yeah, you get overdone on it.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like selling Christmas. Trees, <laughs> so. so cards on the trees is a great idea. I and, and that's another thing, too. I don't now get as many Christmas cards. Because you at, don't send them, you don't get right. them. Right. Yeah. As we did as a family, um, you know, and, and that was because Laura's Laura was very much a Christmas person. She enjoyed every angle, the number of cards hung up on the the wall uh, near the Christmas tree or over the fireplace.
0: Well, I used to do a Christmas newsletter because that's what Kevin's mom had started. So I kind of added on my Christmas newsletter because she was doing one, but she did it as a calendar. So Mm -hmm. this month we did these three things. This month we did this you know, this, this, and this. And it was just plotted into a calendar. Uh-huh. And then she would, you know, like a paragraph of hope you're all doing well and, you know, and Merry Christmas. And and that would be it. And it was just more of a calendar type of a thing. So I started doing that for Kevin and me. And then I think that kind of fell off when the kids were about middle school and, you know, high school age. It was like, that's enough of that. <laughs> there was a there was a point
1: at which I was responsible for the Christmas email. Yeah, and every year I would take and type out the Christmas email, and um, I, of course, as we had more children, and it was getting and the, and the children aged because they had so much they were doing. It got progressively bigger, and there was a point, and uh, I remember getting an email from someone, and I couldn't tell you who that person was to save my soul, but they wrote back, and and it was, do you guys ever have a bad year? Yeah, and it was it was just uh... that was
0: pre Instagram. That was how you did your Instagram family life. Right, was sending out that Christmas letter and only talked about the good things. Right, I have gotten email. I've gotten Christmas letters from somebody I won't mention who uh, every year. It's just this terrible thing happened and this terrible thing happened. And it's constantly bad, 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 bad news. And we're hoping the next year's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, just kind of be like when you're opening it, you know, whether it's going to be this year. Uh. I don't know
1: if you remember, but we had a person who was one of our subscribers on the old, the gypsies kiss part of the forest fan treasure. And somehow or the other, she got my personal email. Mm. And sometimes it was as many as three emails a day. A day, but there was at least one a day, and it was always the terrible. Well, the house burned down, and we're still trying to figure out. <laughs> the dog out. died, and yeah, this, yeah, it was never. Know. It was always fun. and I, I literally had to get to the point where I wrote her back a couple of times, and I, and I, and the worst, the other thing about it is, it was a group email. Hmm. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and it was it was not a blind copy email, so you ended up with other people writing you just because now they had your personal email address. But it was <laughs> uh, it was just depressing to hear how terrible yeah. you know the things that she was yeah. going through. There was nothing uh, uh, pretty about it. Uh, so. so
0: if you know if you yeah. do send out a Christmas letter, still um, try to be positive, but not. Overly so, right? Being realistic at the same time, because then people appreciate that realism, but not the negative, constant negativity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Christmas letters, and it was, and and. Uh, but I, I think it gets to a point where you're only writing about your kids anymore, anyway, because right. your life is just the same, the same, the same. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are doing these things.
1: <laughs> and, and that was the thing. I, I'm sure over the years there were bad things that did happen to us, but. I think it's your the tendency for your brain to w- wash out the bad, or not to share it, or not to share. Although nobody
0: I, wants to hear that depressing detail, especially yeah. at
1: Christmas time. Yeah, you know they want to hear something good. Yeah, but then at the same time, at there's some point where they're going: Do these people ever have a bad year? Did Do they? Don't they lose their house? Well, because or?
0: yeah, because they see what you're saying, and they're comparing it to their. You're they're comparing all your good stuff to all their bad stuff, and so they're like. What you know, we don't need to hear how great your life is. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. 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 So Maybe everybody's catching up. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely one of the seven percenters <laughs> uh, because I think Forrest probably got as many emails from her as uh, as I did. So, mm-hmm. wasn't was me. me? <laughs> Nobody no, wants it, to take the blame. No, was it wasn't you. <laughs>
0: On the yeah, yeah,
1: and and it was good. I mean, the other thing, too, was we got as many e- emails from folks uh, on A Gypsy's Kiss that were happy and satisfied and wanted to know more. And everybody wanted, of course, to share their solution. And uh, there's there's a point at which when you're getting eight or ten of those a week, you go like, every one of these. That's, that's when I realized this was going to be a lot tougher because of the thousands of solutions that I read that were sent to me. Uh, because for some reason, the other, that was the other thing too, is people would say, I'm not sharing this with anybody else, but I trust you.
0: Uh, So I'm (laughs) going to send you
1: my solution. Oops. What? I I did something that changed the board. Oh, you just went
0: to the next one. All right.
1: Um, uh, what was amazing is of the thousands of solutions that were sent to me and I read there were literally no two that were the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was just like uh, this man, speaking of Fent, must have done something right because he's got us so confused that nobody even has, you know, and it was always this is the correct one. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is the right mm-hmm. one. So it was interesting.
0: You got another slide for us? I uh, I do. So we want to know from our audience, what makes your holiday happy? What are some of the traditions that you look forward to uh, participating in or, um, you know, heading up in your family, making sure that uh, that something specific happens every year? What are some of those things that keeps uh, the spirit of Christmas alive for you? I know in our family, uh, some of the things that the kids looked forward to the most was my mom would do like a scavenger hunt or we would do a past the present game before we open presents. It was something that my mom would come up with every year when the kids were young and everybody looked forward to it because it was an interactive time. We'd all gather around the tree and we'd be like, well, you know, I don't need anything. I'm good. You know, I don't need, but we'd see all the presents, you know, and then present time. Um, but there was always a precursor we were gathered together let's do something interactive so we'd play games or you know and that's the thing that my kids remember the most they don't remember what gift they got every year uh-huh. but they do remember grandma always had a game that we would play before we opened presents and that's the thing that they looked forward to It was fun for them.
1: So there were a couple of things for us. For as long as I can remember, there was at least one primary photographer in our family. So in in that picture that I showed earlier, that was my Uncle Bundy. He was the one that would take pictures. And uh, what do you want to do?
0: Just go full screen.
1: Um, uh, He was the one that would take the photos. uh, And then when he got them back, uh, we would have another little party to look at the photos and mm, that was a mm-hmm, pass around mm-hmm. and I was the same for my family. I was responsible. Uh, once, once I grew up, I was responsible for pictures and I always have this distinct memory of Laura and this is when there was, it was still film, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would take the pictures and she would say, don't do slides, don't do slides, make prints, right? So make sure your negatives that you were shooting negatives for prints rather than positives for slides. Mm. And, uh, and I, then I would take them off, have them processed. And this was a point at which processing was, you know, two or three days as opposed to a, a couple of weeks. So they'd process, they'd come back. And then Laura would use that as an excuse to have an afternoon little wine and and cookie thing with her friends. Mm-hmm. And they would pass them around the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's this and here's this. And the others were always <laughs> just very happy to have the pictures of so could, Laura could talk about it. Yeah. That was also when I learned... That that was a period that I learned, don't take pictures of landscapes. Yeah. If you're going to take a picture of a landscape, make sure there's somebody in it that happens right. to be related to you because that's what they, because she.
0: Landscapes are great in person. Well, she would. Or to hang on the wall.
1: It, it was, <laughs> it, the, I, the reason I noticed it is because she would also do that with our vacations, mm-hmm. right? So people would say, Oh, when, how was the vacation? When can we come over and see the pictures and the pictures she'd go through the pictures and say this is where we were at uh, Mount Albert and we were camped and things like that. And then there'd be this beautiful sunset landscape with one of those Colorado lakes and it would just be put over here like, nobody wanted to see that. They just wanted to see what messes the kids were making. Um,
0: Because a landscape loses its meaning unless you've been there.
1: But then we transitioned (laughs) over from uh, from, um, uh, analog pictures to digital and then we got the platforms, right? And so now you take the pictures, you put them on the platform, whatever it is, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or any of the others that are out there,
0: Google photos, Google
1: photos, and you can share it with family and friends. Mm -hmm. And so several years ago, I wondered, I I always wonder like, what's going to be next? What, what, how are we going to do this next? And I've noticed recently that I'm getting a lot of ads for grandparents like, oh, you should get this frame where Mm -hmm. your kids can just, uh text their images to their frame, oh. the frame and the frame just uh, goes through the thing. So I don't even have to go to Instagram anymore.
0: Or download them on a thumb driver or some kind of uh, SD card, exactly. which is how they first started out right. with those things.
1: So uh, what the other thing that's happening is, you know, I have Alexa and Alexa lets me take pictures that I have in my phone, put them up on Alexa and they're constantly uh, looping. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they're adding a feature to Alexa that gives like, you tell your kids, if you have a picture, send it to this URL mm. and it shows up on my Lexus screen.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: So that's the evolution of the digital pictures and my Christmas, you know, my Christmas pictures will be a couple and it will be you, me and Kevin, Yeah. you know, et cetera. Yeah. There. Uh, and I like seeing that. I love having that. You know, I have my board up there that I put them up on. Um, but I know that I can expect on some time during Christmas Day those pictures on Instagram are going to start flowing in, you know, uh, with them, uh, with them taking pictures of all the things that they did. And um, I just got the set of pictures that Ryan took for uh, Maddie's, Maddie's birthday. birthday. And they're going like, you know, this. Well, I, I don't know how she has the time. Yeah. But she does, and you she,
0: know, yeah, she makes the time for sure. She sure does. Oh, we got some more.
1: Let's see what we got. Uh, let's see. Uh, if I could write get ready, so I thought it was something imp- oh, oh, okay. If I found, I thought it was something important. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people f- felt that way. And the other thing, too, is if nothing else, uh, we would um, – what's the word that I'm looking for? We would recognize? We would – we would give credit to, we always, we always responded. So if we got an email for somebody there, there was a point at which I wanted, uh, I wanted to start sharing them. So I announced uh, that if you sent me an email, you can oh. expect that I was going to, that I was going to read it on, on air. What's that? Keep going. What's your, your.
0: Down, <laughs> not up. <laughs> oh, okay. I
1: me say, uh, da-da. On my notes. Okay. What's Nathan. up, Nathan? Hey, Nathan.
0: How are you doing? Grant says he bought four of those frames this Christmas. Oh, Grant, that's such
1: a good idea. I was thinking about doing that with the kids, but I'm actually, I'm hoping that one of them gives that to me. Like they all, every once in a while, they'll get together and buy a group present. They didn't ask this year, but if they had asked, I would say, give me that frame. So
0: Grant does an advent calendar every year. And this year, one of the stories he told was about how his family uh, had a tradition for a short time where they'd get disposable cameras. They would take a bunch of pictures at Christmas, uh, and then they would, the next year, they'd have them developed, and they'd get to open them and look at last year's Christmas pictures. Oh, last year's pictures. Christmas pictures, wow, that's And then a cool they idea. would vote on who had taken the best photo. And then the the winner got a prize, I think. <laughs> I don't remember if I told that story right, Grant, but I thought that was a really cute. I no, idea. that's that's really that's that is when really they had cute. disposable cameras. Now with digital, it's it's you know, you can do it around a lot quicker.
1: Uh, where did you get them? Yeah, you can get well I I've noticed the most advertising on my Instagram account. As I scroll through Instagram, I keep getting an ad for it, but I'm sure that Amazon probably sells them. Acme says the same five families got together for Christmas Eve every year for at least forty years. But most wow. of the original founder passed. The kids kept it going for a while, but it ended up by the third generation. Wow! Yeah, yeah.
0: that's a long time. That's to, a long time to be together. Yeah, yeah,
1: to show up for those. And again, I, I don't, I still. Have the memories of uh, grow- as growing up going to my grandmother's. That was always the thing. We just showed up at my grandmother's yeah. uh, on the on my mother's side. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't remember the Eunice's Christmas, and I think it had to do with the fact that they were living in Taos, right? And so. Uh, uh, so uh, I don't remember and that's
0: not that's not even that far away my my mom's family was in South Dakota, so we didn't see them at Christmas time. yeah, yeah. yeah. but we saw well, my dad's family because they lived um, near us.
1: Well, Taos at that time always seemed like a like a long day especially during we always had snow. Yeah, that was the other thing that I yeah. don't remember as much of it in and Albuquerque. I
0: know your family was a, you know, careful about driving those roads. because. Yeah. You know, well, that was
1: back when there were two-line roads and, you know, yeah. that, that one curve that... They didn't even you want you
0: a... to go to the funeral exactly. because of the roads. Because of the roads. So,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you got the story right. I got the story. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, um,
1: yeah, I mean, it, uh, there were those Christmas memories, but for me, they're divided between the Christmas memories of my childhood versus the Christmas rem- memories as a father, as a father, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and because I had a partner that was so committed to a successful Christmas, it made my life a lot easier. I had to, I was responsible for a couple of things: uh, breakfast, the the <laughs> quiche, yeah, uh, whatever we were going to have for dinner, uh, taking pictures, and assembling anything that required assembly,
0: yeah. Well, I was not really in charge of anything for Christmas until we moved to New Mexico because, uh, my mom was right there and my brother's (sighs) family was right there. So we always went to my mom's house. My brother and I both would bring our families to my mom's house for Christmas Eve. And she always had, um, you know, laid out, cut, you know, uh, meats and cheeses and you charcuterie. Know, so you make your own sandwich kind of stuff. Yeah. See, back then they didn't um, call it a charcuterie. You know, just in finger foods and that yeah. sort of thing. So you could come whenever and have your sandwiches. But then when everybody was finally all there, then we would play the game that grandma came up with, whether mm-hmm. that was a scavenger hunt or a past the present or a trivia kind of a game or something, something was always games which is why I'm always bringing up games to you on, on around Christmas. And we should play games with the kids uh, because that's what my mom did with us. And then um, we'd open gifts and then we'd go home and then the kids would get up Christmas morning and there'd be more gifts from Santa Claus under the tree. And, uh, uh, and then we would uh, usually go back to my mom's because my brother would go to his wife's family Uh on Christmas day, Uh but um, Kevin's parents were older and, and his dad had passed when, you know, my kids were pretty little. So we didn't really go to their house Uh that much for Christmas um, after we had kids. Uh, But that kind of reminds me, um, what was I saying? (laughs) I was like in another world. Uh, So Christmas morning, uh, we'd have Santa Claus presents. And that's something that my parents did. We we could open, I think we only got to open one or two gifts Christmas Eve or one gift or something. I don't remember now. But it was always Santa Claus presents in the morning, and then we'd open family presents the night uh-huh. before Christmas Eve. So how did you do that, So the Santa Claus uh, Every
1: And this was the same as a child, and maybe it just kind of passed over uh, the, on Christmas Eve, everybody got to open one present one. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, uh, with my, my childhood family, uh, we'd go to midnight mass and it depended Mm -hmm. how old you were. Like once you reached seven, you should be able to stay awake through midnight mass while Mm -hmm. the, the other kids were put to bed. But eventually I remember everybody going to midnight mass and then coming home. And then there was a meal, uh, which was just amazing because you were eating before. Then you'd go to sleep and you'd wake up the next morning, usually around 10 and open presents. We didn't, uh, the my adult, you know, as an adult, we didn't do the midnight mass thing. We'd have the evening, uh, we uh, usually a light dinner. Then the kids would get one open, one present, and then they went to bed and then we'd start stacking the tree with all the presents all the other presents and I'd start assembling anything that had to be assembled and we'd just make sure they weren't coming down the stairs you know to catch us uh, doing it we usually
0: gave the kids their ornament and their pajamas and then we would we would pick out one thing that we knew that they could kind of play with that would yeah. be fun to open so they had those three things that they would open christmas eve and the rest we'd have them wait for the morning
1: that's the other thing that i remember uh with laura is, um, the uh, Christmas stockings. Yeah. Cause in the den was where the Christmas kind of the Christmas get ready for it. That she'd set up the tree in the living room because she wanted to make sure that, that it could, you could see it out the front window. Uh, right. but
0: <laughs> why have a tree if nobody, if can nobody see it can see it. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, uh,
1: the stockings were hung over the fireplace as normal and I remember that the whole year they had their names and glittered, you know, so mm-hmm. things like that. And then that she would she'd disappear from the whole wrapping and fixing thing for a little while, and I'd come back and the next morning. Those st- stockings were literally stuffed as much, you know, just filled with stuff. Mm-hmm. And she had this thing that she did as a child. I didn't know what to do, but she would get um, at least one orange mm-hmm. and a peppermint stick. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I had never seen this before where, you know, it was something that her family did. Um, And what you would do is I was responsible for smushing the oranges, making them soft. Okay. And then you would take the peppermint stick and you'd break off the, the hand, the cane part. Yeah. You know, and you'd stick it in the orange. Okay. And you could suck the juice out through the.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I brought you some oranges. Yes, that's going so. into
1: my cranberry. <laughs> that's going into my cranberry sauce. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I'd never seen that before. Like that was a no, very I much used their thing. like a straw, huh? Yeah. And you you could suck the orange through the peppermint. Like it was like a straw. Yeah.
0: We so. used to get a book of lifesavers. Yeah, I remember that. I did too when I was a kid. That was part of the stocking stuffer thing. Yeah. Um, and I usually got a watch. And once I was old enough to wear a watch, I mm-hmm. would, uh, every Christmas it seemed like I would get a watch.
1: Acme says a Hickory Farms cheese board. Yeah, yeah, yeah they weren't charcuterie boards back then. It yeah. was whatever came in a box you'd get, yeah.
0: <laughs> or just the summer sausage and cheese.
1: I wish I could show you. I should dig up. I should go to my uh, Facebook page and show you this this picture of uh, this year's. So Ryan had a birthday party. Uh, my daughter Ryan had a birthday party for her youngest. Uh, she's uh, Madeline, Madeline, Sophia. And uh, and she had a one-year birthday party for it for it, and uh, she put out a charcuterie board that was as long as their center island. I mean, it had to be eight feet long. Uh, and uh, and uh, I didn't do. They didn't learn that from me, but all the East Coast daughters are very good at the whole charcuterie thing. Yeah. So
0: yeah, and that's a big thing. On Instagram. so, did you guys
1: have you guys known the trick with the orange in the in the? I'd
0: never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it was something Sticking that peppermint stick in there. And yeah, drink because it she out like always made sure
1: that the stocking had a couple of oranges and a bunch of, um, among other things, Pez dispensers. Mm. That was another thing mm-hmm. that was always in the stocking. Mm-hmm. Pez dispensers, and I don't know how I. I missed I think that. the
0: kids got that one year, but they weren't excited about it. So no, ours would again. because they would
1: collect <laughs> the things. They would collect the little cloves.
0: Well, that's more like if you're doing like a apple cider, hot apple cider. Yeah, we did that in the Cub
1: Scouts, the whole orange and peppermint. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can smell those. I can smell those now.
1: (laughs) So we used to, I remember my grandmother would make uh, hot apple cider. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of stuff floating in it, you know. Uh, But my uncles, as they grew older, would have a separate pot. And it was mulled wine. Oh yeah! So we would yeah. have the cider, and they'd have the mulled mm-hmm. wine, and so you
0: stick, yeah, you stick the cloves and the orange. Oh oh, and but it then you put so. the whole thing in the pot with the yeah, with the oh, I see cider, right? Yeah, try something the, the uh, like
1: try the peppermint. Well, of course, I don't know if you guys have kids at home now, uh, but try. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> try the peppermint stick thing. Something because to try, Something try. It to was do. one of those things where I was, and it became like. They'd be walking, I I remember all the kids walking around the house Christmas morning. You should ask Ryan if they still do it. I'm I'm going to just to see because I it wouldn't be surprised. Ryan Ryan for as much as she hates to admit it is the most like her mother, Yeah, you know, but yeah. she doesn't want to be, they don't necessarily get along well, when it but, comes to holidays and yeah, birthdays. And yeah. Yeah. Everything. They're definitely the, she inherited that. Not that the others are any slouches at. It. I think the, the least is probably uh, Toby. She does it, but she doesn't do it as big. And then in between as usual, like the, you know, of course, she's segment. not there
0: yet either. Her, yeah. her, her two True. are very young.
1: True. So, um, Yeah, I would share those birthday pictures with you because it's just a... Okay. So are you telling me to make Make a a video about (laughs) that?
0: Make a video with the oranges.
1: Do I have... I don't have a peppermint stick. I do have the oranges. So Shelly brought over... As Shelly said, we're getting together on Christmas. And um, I'm responsible for the, you know, meats, desserts and things like that. Shelly's bringing over the starches. But I, I make my traditional cranberry sauce that I make every year. Cranberries, oranges, apples. I
0: think we made a video about that, didn't we? Yeah, it's on the it's on the
1: uh, channel, but um, <laughs> it's closed now. But it's closed. Now. <laughs> uh, and um, and so I'm going to use the oranges there. But I may I've got to go grocery shopping tomorrow anyway. I'll, I'm going to pick up some oranges and a peppermint stick. See if that's still a.
0: I've got more oranges. If you need yeah. more. Yeah. What's that? I, I bought a whole bag of them. I didn't know about the boiling part.
1: Oh, oh, you mean the orange cloves and the oranges thing? and putting it in hot water
0: so yeah i I wouldn't know what else to do with an orange had cloves in it i figure you that was to go in the punch bowl or something to spice everything up
1: never did that one adding this okay ready
0: no not remove just do the other layout layout there you go
1: that's fun that you have to help us i want to tell
0: you a little bit about the linkedin article i wrote this week if you haven't read it i talked about how a family could be sitting around the christmas tree and opening gifts and getting the latest and greatest gizmos and the artificial intelligent robot and then the grandpa was sitting there watching all this happen and uh looked around and saw everybody taking pictures for their instagram and bragging to their friends about what they got for christmas and that being one of the only ways that you can remember what you even got because, uh-huh. you know, you're just so busy at that time of year. You hardly remember each individual gift when you get so many. But then he would, the grandpa would sit back and say, back in my day and start to tell a story. And everybody would be kind of like, "Ah, oh, we've heard this hundred times, grandpa. And it was kind of explaining the difference between what's coming out right now in AI. You know, there's... AI is getting really good about writing blog posts and, excuse me. Lost it there. There. Okay, I'm gonna have to get a drink. So
1: what Shelly is trying to say is that AI is getting really, really good at interpreting things and producing quality content. Uh, And I know for example, she sent me an email um, this last week regarding a product that she found that she used. Basically the, the product said, show me your website. And she showed it the website and it came back with some uh, marketing copy based on what it found on the website. And um, she was so excited about it. She sent it to me and I read it and I didn't realize why she was sending it to me. I just thought we had been talking about making a, a promo video for, uh for, um, for our website. For our website. And she she was responsible for writing the text. I'm responsible for eventually shooting it. And she sent me this. And I I my first reaction was, well, it's really, really good, but it needs to be 60 seconds long. I didn't realize what she was sending me was this piece of text, this 30-second long piece of text. That had been done by a robot, basically. Yeah,
0: AI. So basically, but the AI itself can write things, but they're going to be generalizations. They're going to be overviews. They're going to be not personal. Uh, they're not going to have any personal experience because an AI doesn't have personal experiences. So Google has come out with this new helpful content algorithm that when you put something out on the internet nowadays and, uh, somebody else is typing into Google looking for a particular thing, like, uh, I want a holiday traditions, you know, or new things to do with the holidays. Um, Google's going to find things and send you things that are personal experiences and, uh, give you step-by-step instructions on how to do something because it's a real activity. It's a real thing that somebody has done, learned, gone through. Maybe here's how you squish the orange. Here's how you break off the top of the candy cane. And here's, you know, you stick it in. That's what Google is going to start giving you because there's going to be so much AI stuff out there nowadays that is just generalized and overviews that people are going to get, you know, blind to it. It's too much. You know, It's just the same old, same old. So personal experiences will be rising to the top of Google. And if you are thinking you want to share your stories and your content with the world, keep that in mind. Uh, your personal stories, your personal experiences have a lot of value, have a lot of wisdom. And there's history there that uh, people love to learn history from people who've lived it. Rather than reading it from you know Wikipedia, so think about that in the new year if you're thinking about putting out your stories, your content, your wisdom into the world. People need that more now more now than ever,
1: and of course, those clove uh, those orange those clove freshened oranges uh, will have additional use of <laughs> putting them in their closet as air fresheners uh, until they go moldy, of course then. <laughs>
0: Maybe the clothes keep them from going moldy. They just dry out. I wanted to find that. Oh, you good job, uh, baby!
1: Can I share these?
0: Uh, it's not really on. Yeah, topic. they're on Instagram, so I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. So, so this cute. is
1: so this is my daughter Ryan. Uh, she that's your she's granddaughter Maddie. Gra- and and my granddaughter Maddie, but uh, Ryan is a designer, both by training and and by trade. Although she's her, it's web design. So everything she does you can tell was done by a designer. So this was Maddie's birthday, which happened last week or two weeks ago. Oh, I don't so know. So this is the baby's first birthday. And this doesn't actually have anything to do with what we're talking about, but it does get to the point where we're, we're looking at the charcuterie boards. But I want you to what I want you to notice is like the whole design ethic, right? <laughs> the colors. Right. She picks the colors. The picture each
0: child has their own color by the way. Right. Apparently the, hers is like a rose
1: Color. Burnt sienna is what I like to describe it. Uh, but those are pictures of the baby at you know, one born, one month, two months, oh, etc. Yeah. They
0: gotta do the one month, two right. months three months and that.
1: then and then there's the one-year-old thing. She makes two cakes, one for everybody else and one for the baby. And the idea is they call it a, a destroy cake. What do they call it? Uh smash. A smash cake. And the idea, the idea is to give it to the baby and let them tear it apart with their little hands. And apparently She was very dainty. She would just like pick up a little piece. She's probably
0: like you. I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to be (laughs) sticky except it's all over her mouth.
1: But I want it. That's the charcuterie board. Oh boy, look at that. Yeah, that's the charcuterie board. And you can tell it was put together not by a cook, but by a designer.
0: You know, the colors, yeah,
1: just the colors and the kind of the way it's organized and the way everything is laid out. So, uh, this whole Concept of celebrating it like it's a, even the so the so that's my daughter Erica and my daughter Ryan and baby Maddie so even the family members who were attending and Erica comes up from Florida to do this even the family members that were part of this had to be dressed in the color scheme and then I realized that even my son-in-law <laughs> <The pants>. Tom <laughs> had to go out and find pants that match the outfit etc cetera, etc cetera. so she
0: probably bought them for him yeah. Yeah. So. Sweet. Anyway. Sweet babies.
1: Sweet babies.
0: All right. You want to move to the next, I think? All right. Oh, yeah. So if you're interested in creating courses, I mean, sorry, creating content in 2023, uh, we have some courses that can help you. We have Livecast Lifestyle Implementation Program, which takes you from zero all the way to having a content marketing plan in place for your business and an email marketing uh, strategy as well. If you're already creating content and you just want to be more consistent at it, you can get the course How to Create, Publish, and Distribute Content Consistently. And those courses are at program.agkmedia.studio or course.agkmedia.studio, depending on which one you're interested in. Those are available to you anytime, but 2023 is going to be a great year to dive deeply into creating content.
1: And I think uh, Shelly has probably said this more than once uh, already. Um, The lesson... So I've been on YouTube since 2006, I think. Shelly and I (laughs) have been together on YouTube uh, since 2017. And the one thing that we find consistent about uh, creating content for YouTube or creating content for our podcasts or creating content uh, content for our blogs is that what people want to hear, aside from the fact that you can teach them something else about marketing, is the personal stories associated with the topic. So talking about marketing uh, in terms of our messages and methods channel is one thing, Talking about it in the context of personal stories is another thing. And the advantages that we all have is that we know stuff, but we have stories to tell with that stuff. So no matter what your favorite stuff to talk about is, you're going to find that when you talk about it, whether you're a hunter, a fisherman, a treasure hunter, whatever, the stories that are going to be most amenable to the people to whom you are telling the stories are the ones that are personal, personal stories, personal stories, regardless of the topic from which the personal stories emanate, always have a better chance of producing results via Google or YouTube or any other search engine, uh, if they are indeed personal stories. And like I said, they could be personal stories about treasure hunting. They could be personal stories about uh, restoring small cars. They could be personal stories about marketing and how you see the Christmas. Now, I'll bet when you started watching this, you never imagined that there would be some tie-in beca- be, uh, between us discussing Christmas and whether or not that was going to lead into the topic of this channel, digital marketing, to improve the chances of your business succeeding on the internet. But it does, because it's all related. And what makes it all related is the idea that you and Shelly and I and everybody else watching this uh, have personal stories that when told correctly, people really appreciate and to some extent admire. And anybody can do that.
0: I like it. I, I like, like it. What else have we got? We got some more. We got some more slides. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just want to share what else we're doing in in the world <clears throat> at Christmas time. I just did a show yesterday called "Creating Content Consistently During the Holidays" on my Shelley Carney Live Stream Coach Channel. I am there every Wednesday at four o'clock. Please join me uh, if you have the chance, and I share tips and ideas and also stories about my own life on that channel. Um last night we had a show on new mexico day trips about the turquoise trail national scenic byway you can find that at youtube.nmdaytrips.com and we're there every wednesday night at seven o'clock we share our trips and travel tips we also have live chat and we answer questions about things going on in new mexico and this morning, Jen and I got together and talked about AppSumo, using AppSumo to save marketing costs. We had a great time with that because we both love buying things off of AppSumo. And that's on Women, Con- Women Conquer Business on Thursdays at 11 a.m. We share tips and tools for marketing, and we also offer live chat where you can ask questions. That's it for today's topic: Christmas with retirees. What makes a holiday happy? Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us, and being here to listen to our stories. That's what makes stories have value: is people telling them and listening to them.
1: Jody wants to know how come you were purple in that last picture? I was purple. Yeah, in your oh, uh, <laughs> in your thumbnail. I like to
0: change it up. Gather get gets more. Uh, you know, what's going on there? Uh, it gets your attention and it's not, and, and I use the same pictures a lot. So if I change the filter on them, they look like new pictures.
1: Here's a compliment for
0: you. <laughs> you all do an amazing job. Your talent is extremely underrated and will eventually be discovered. Well, thank you. I, From your lips to God's ears, yeah, as they that. say. <laughs> Happy holidays and have an amazing 2023. And, and as that's, well.
1: that's our message to all of you. Uh, we've uh, had uh, what, three years worth of uneasiness in the world. Uh, We keep hoping, you know, I I was saying to myself at this time last year, maybe 2022 will be different. Hmm. Um, And to some extent it was, it wasn't. (laughs) Definitely different. It it was different in the sense that it was different. That didn't mean necessarily it was better. I'd like next year, next uh, 2023 to be not only different, but better and i have that sense and i also have to remember shelly often reminds me whether it's better or not is up to me yeah uh and uh and so uh, you have a responsibility and you have a choice of whether to have uh, whether or not to have a better 2023 than you had 2022 i feel like we had a good 2022 uh, and there were many good things there were. Yeah. And I suppose somewhere in there, like the olden days, there were bad things like my Christmas letter. If I were to write a Christmas <laughs> letter, you know, and send yeah. it down, it would be two pages, single spaced of good stuff that I have that happened to me this year. Uh, and, uh, and not the bad stuff. Right, because there was bad stuff. There always is bad stuff. Uh, but if your focus is on the good stuff, I think that's the karma that you need to go into the next year, uh, and just have more good stuff happen to you. That's so
0: that's right. Just plan for good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: never could have imagined twenty twenty so yeah, so hostile. Yeah. Twenty two twenty twenty twelve. I was like I said, I thought uh, 2020 and 2021 were bad years. Uh, but the only thing bad about them were that we couldn't get together, that we couldn't see one another. 2022 changed that, but there were the undertones. I think it's the undercurrents that you always have to be aware of.
0: Yeah. So there was, there was a lot of things going on in the, in the world. That's for sure. Uh, and you know, it's all a matter of trying to focus on the good stuff and, planning for more good stuff in 2023.
1: So I want you to know that Shelly and Kevin and I are getting together for the holidays. I'm getting together with my New Mexico children on New Year's Eve. Um, and uh, and Maybe I will we'll
0: play some games. We'll play I can talk games. you into it.
1: Uh-huh. I don't even know if I have the games on this uh, computer.
0: Oh, we'll, well, We'll work on it. <laughs>
1: And so, uh, and I'll hear from the East Coast girls on Christmas Day where I'll get pictures of everybody and, you know, FaceTime with everybody. So I'll see all the grandkids. But I'm hoping that, um, uh, no, I'm not hoping. I'm confident that this holiday season will be as good, if not better, than any other holiday season that I've experienced. And then I'm also confident that 2023. Uh, will be another year of growth and expansion and hard work and fun and uh, growing YouTube channels, uh, et cetera. And the importance of that is that next January 17th, I'm going to be 74. And I really feel like um, the difference between being 73 and 74 is how much effort I put into having a successful 2023. And uh, so that's my plan. I, I don't, do new year's resolutions uh because every new year's resolution would be i'm going to work harder than i did last year uh, <laughs> and uh and
0: um and having fun
1: and have fun yeah and have yeah. have more fun than i did last year that's kind of the only resolution that i want yeah. so
0: and maybe not get another truck another new truck <laughs> work on the one you have all right we get some comments and then i think we're ready to are you picking on my truck say good
1: or are you picking on the fact that that um,
0: that you buy any truck every year and a half.
1: It isn't a tr- <laughs> It was your fault. Oh, if you hadn't gotten the idea about New Mexico day trips, uh-huh. and we hadn't expanded in that. Yes, I that would- wasn't
0: my fault. That was. I think that was Lorraine. We'll blame uh, Lorraine. Lorraine yes. for doing it. Yeah. 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 Right.
1: <laughs> okay, guys. We hope that your holiday season is uh, as good as we expect ours to be, and we hope your 2023 uh, will be. Better than everybody's 2022. I think that's the most that we can have (laughs) for. Now we are going to have shows um, next week. We're going to do, Shelly's going to do her show on Wednesday at 4 p.m. We are going to have a New New Mexico day trips, but as Shelly said, we're not going to be, we're not going to be taking a trip. We're going to do kind of a wrap up because as we went back over the list of places that we had put into New Mexico day trips, it makes up a really, really long list and then kind of plans for uh, next year. And um,
0: And we're open to suggestions of places to go in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, we're always looking
1: forward to that. And then um, we'll see you on the Thursday, the 30th. Um, Shelly with Women Conquer Business and Uh, 20 Messages at 29th with Messages and Methods. Yeah, 29th. And on Messages and Methods, rather than have kind of a wrap up, we're going to talk about uh, what we plan to do in 2023. Uh, from a digital marketing and Encore entrepreneurial perspective. Uh, and hopefully that'll, what we do is a benefit to what you guys are planning and uh, doing. That's right. Oh, we got think I got five comments here. Let me see. <laughs> uh, then do. Let's, let's say, oh, Lorraine. Lorraine goes, what?
0: <laughs> Lorraine's fault. It's yeah. Lorraine's fault that it's Toby Lorraine bought fault. a new truck. <laughs> yeah. She's like, What? What? So I got in. You didn't even know I was here. (laughs) And you're blaming me for stuff.
1: Yeah. Toby's son's punch tins, tin work uh, are very cool for Christmas. He does. uh, He does uh, several very inexpensive ornaments that really look good. And he just shared one on Facebook that is a uh, North Star looking ornament that is uh, very attractive. (laughs) All (laughs) right. I don't know how you got, how do we, how did Lorraine influence the purchase of my truck?
0: Because we asked people to tell us what they wanted to see on, you know, in content, what con- content they wanted. And then she was in the group and that, that said, you know, we want to see your outdoor adventures. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I went out the next day and bought a truck, <laughs> traded my uh, Kia Sorento and, and Shelly loved that Kia Sorento. For a variety of reasons, including mm-hmm. it had um, heated seats. Heated seats, yeah. This was the truck doesn't have heated. Seats. It's got a lot of nice features, but it doesn't have the heated seats. The the things I like about these late model cars, and we're talking right, the Sorento was a 2021. The truck is 2022. The Sorento didn't have four wheel drive, but they do have that that you know collision warning system and changing lane systems, and that's the best thing to happen to a 73 year old. That is good stuff right there. Okay. We're an hour and 15 minutes. We, we
0: may have... be showing up over the weekend with games. I don't know. I'm trying to talk to
1: them. So there's still an active AGK gaming channel. I don't know what it is. She's trying to talk me into doing games because her, uh, her kids love playing the games. I invite my kids, but they never seem to have time for it. But uh, but if we do, we'll put it on, look for a AGK gaming thing. Maybe maybe we'll even we'll even schedule it. <laughs> Oh, right. commitment. See you. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for joining us today. We had a lot of fun. And we hope you did too. And we'll see you again next week.
1: We look forward to it. Don't forget. We love you.
0: Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0, hosted by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices too. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.